And welcome to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. Missed anything yesterday? You'll be able to podcast. They're also going to point you there multiple times today as we have uh, we have found plenty of videos and audio to play for you today. Show is packed today, as a matter of fact. Joined always by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. Buddy, I'm yeah. going to save you okay. a bunch of time and money. All right. All right. I know you're not necessarily a movie-going dude. I'm not. I'm not. Um, but sometimes, you know, the girlfriend will drag you to the theaters. Of course. I went to the theater yesterday. Okay. And I saw a movie in the theater yesterday. And it was awful. And it was long. And it was slow. And it was boring. And I can't. And I think people are lying. Dude, I, I thought people lied about liking the original. And I think people are lying about liking the reboot. Okay. I saw Blade Runner yesterday. Blade Runner 2049, I believe it's called. Correct? That is correct. Okay. All it's right. awful. Now, I, I, I can remember seeing the Blade Runner when I was younger, but I haven't watched it as an adult, so I don't know if I necessarily remember it all correctly. I don't know if I remember the premise of it. So he's what's called a Skinner. Okay. Right? All right. And what it is is he's a replicant, basically like an android, right? All right. And he hunts androids who run away. They're slave labor, but some of them like you know get like their own free will and run, uh, okay. and so he tracks them down. Okay. Right. That seems to be a common thing that people are looking towards now that like sex robots and robots in general are becoming more and more you know have their own opinions uh, and right. What's going to happen? You know, rise in the as machines. They progress. Right. Right. Right, uh, right. Absolutely. It's totally. It's totally a fear. It's a fear of mine. It's right. a fear, dude. Elon Musk, a guy who's in like the business of that. Kind stuff is like dude we need to slow down on this stuff right and so like i went and saw the movie and i knew like my brother loved the original right so like there there'd be times when like my brother and my cousins would be sitting around like watching the original but they're all like seven years older than i was so it was different to it was you. way before right. my time right. that movie came out in 1981 i was like six yeah i was gonna say i can remember watching it probably in the mid 90s and at 12 13 i just don't think i understood yeah. it it was just something that was on so and, like i had spent my entire life going ah, maybe i just didn't get it or whatever so like three years ago the original was on hbo for whatever reason right okay and so i was like all right well let me sit down and watch this like maybe i'll I'll like it. And I was like, all right, well, the technology doesn't hold up. It's like how you watch like Jurassic Park now and you're like, oh, that I mean, it doesn't look great. I will say Jurassic Park's a bad example of that, but there are plenty of examples where the special effects don't hold up. Oh, I do. Somebody made me watch Jurassic Park last year and it looks laughable bad. Like I just I didn't think the technology held up in that at all. And and Blade Runner, I feel like very much the same way where. And so like I was like, all right, well, let me go see this new one. It's like, you know, the technology will look good. And everybody says it's a visual masterpiece, right? That's what the screen says. It's what like people on Facebook is. It's a visual masterpiece right it was a visual turd it was awful it was two hours and 45 minutes of awful 244 bro and so like i shut my phone like down like i right. didn't shut it off i like like powered everything down like turn all the silence on and all that stuff there's like to do, right? three people in the theater but not like it would have mattered but whatever and so like i'm in this movie and i'm like man i've been in here forever i wonder how long it's been so i reach into my pocket for my phone i was like oh my god it's two hours like this, and I can tell by what's happening on the screen, they're nowhere near wrapping this Not up. Not wrapped up, okay. Right? And so I reach in my pocket again, and I'm like, all right, we'll pull up IMDb, which is like this movie like database thing that you can like download an app for, and it gives you like all the info on movies and stuff. And so I look at the runtime, and I was like, and I said it out loud, and I didn't mean to, but I was like, you gotta be effing kidding me. And there's another guy in my row, I said all the way in the back, who's got like three phones in his like, Thing and didn't shut any of them down playing on all three. I think okay. he was there like like 
um, reviewing the movie. I really do. I think he was okay. like one of those, maybe a, maybe a guy for the rep or somebody like that. Taking like, notes? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he was definitely doing something like that. Okay. And he heard me and he looked at me and he was like, what? I was like, there's 45 more minutes of this. And I I mean, I couldn't believe how bad. And dude, even when you see Harrison Ford, finally, you're like, oh, yeah, dude's too late. Like, you guys lost me. Like, dude, you're two hours and 10 minutes into that movie before you get Harrison. Nothing. No movie needs to be almost three hours long. I'm sorry, but it, you break it up into two movies. You give me a, like a historical documentary about World War II. Uh, okay, give me but, three hours. I mean, sometimes, dude, real right. subject matter can take a while to tell but me the even story. then, even if you're watching Ken Burns' Civil War, he breaks it up into segments Yeah, give me eight you. episodes of it. Right. Instead right. of like, hey, here's eight hours worth of the Civil War. They break it up for you so that you can digest it. it Three hours of any movie. That's a lot, It dude. was awful. I mean, it was awful. Awful. I kept wait. I was like, like I remember, like when when it was over. I was like, I I said again. I said out loud, "Please be the end." And sure enough, like it directed by it. I was like, "Oh, thank God!" And I immediately like ran down the steps. Like you know, some people are like, "Ah, we'll just wait here a minute, whatever." I was like, "Dude, get me out of this building now!" Awful. In, in, in your opinion, if they would have cut it down to a, give me, a, dude, that movie could have been forty five minutes long. It was two hours too a long. A minute, a minute fifty would have been too long. I mean, or an hour fifty. I'm sorry. Like, it, would have been just about right. Okay, so is it was it the fact that they dragged things out for too long, or was it just a poor movie? Because a little like, bit of both, but if, but if, it, the being long made it worse. Now, there's one argument you can make when it comes to uh, visually appealing visual masterpieces like this one and and other movies where it's like, well, I want to see a superhero movie. I want to see a visual appealing movie on the big screen because it's big. The sounds there, you know, and not to say my TV sucks or anything, but still, it's the big screen. Um, but those movies all feel like they have to be over two hours long. So if this was if this was a 90 minute movie if this was an hour and a half or, or if I watched it on Netflix am I going to be in the same boat or is it just stuck in the theater you're like oh maybe a little bit of stuck okay. in the theater maybe that like because somebody said to me my buddy Brian who I work with the, at the Agora said to me well did you like the original because I love the original and the original's long and slow too and I was like well if you love the original and you don't mind the fact that it's long and slow then you're probably going to like this okay Okay, but I mean, I didn't really care for the. I don't know why I went and saw this movie. I don't. I don't have any great love of. I mean, it was from when I was a kid, but I don't have any great love of it. Commercials have been okay. They've made it look cool, and I think a lot of the um, critic reviews they, they have used a visual masterpiece. That's you what know they what say. I'm so like, I, I get it. Even a guy I know, like my buddy Sean, was like on Facebook, and he was like, "Dude, I just took my my oldest son to go see uh, you know Blade Runner, and it was it was visually stunning, and using all like these big artistry words, and I like I was like." That oh my god! That stuff doesn't necessarily impress you, though. Maybe if somebody had a bit more of a cinematographer, you know, a, a cinematographer's eye there, would that? I mean, I don't. I don't know, know why I'm trying to stand up. For I this mean, movie that I don't care about. Half of it's seen. just wind and dust flying around okay. on, on a, like All a right. wasted plant. I mean, right. I just didn't get it. All right, maybe that's what it is. Maybe I just didn't get it. Jared Leto came off as very creepy. Harrison Ford, you could tell it's like this is a total cash grab. I don't care about this at all, and. Gosling, Ryan Gosling, who I normally like, it's not like I dislike him. It's just his character is supposed to be emotionless and like not really have. And so it's like, dude, right. you're getting two hours of a guy that's not supposed to be acting. You know what I mean? But I did. So here's another thing that happened though. I got. I said yesterday I posted the, the trailer for the new Star Wars movie, and I said I don't want to watch it because I don't. I, I just want to be excited when I go into the theater to see that movie. Okay. So there I am, and they show me the trailer for for ah, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Of course. However. I saw a trailer for a movie I'm more excited to see than Star Wars. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. 
I saw a trailer for, for a movie I'm more excited to see than Star Wars. Actually, we'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We opened the program up by uh, letting you know that I went and saw Blade Runner yesterday, and it was awful. It was so slow, so goddamn boring. I just couldn't take it anymore. Like, I like celebrated inside a little bit when the movie was over. I'm genuinely surprised you didn't leave. I... Yeah, it takes a lot for me to walk out of him. I think the last movie I walked out of might have been Cable Guy with Jim Carrey. Like, that might have been the last movie I walked out of. A while ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, it takes a lot for me to walk out of a movie. Like, normally I'll fall asleep. That's probably the move. And I thought yesterday, I was like, ah, maybe just take a little nap right now. Paid $7 to sleep in the dark. You know what I mean? With the TV running. Whatever. But no, it was really bad. But I did see a trailer before it. Of a movie that I think I'm that I think I may be more excited to see than Star Wars: The Last Jedi, which is very surprising. Stansberry is Star Wars enthusiast. Indeed, I am. And 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 I don't know what is coming out in the near future that's going to be more exciting than that. I um I believe that Disney has made a um a couple of really good Star Wars movies so far, but eventually what they what will happen is they will ruin it by going to the well too often and for too many. Right? It will happen. So I'm kind of like bracing myself for that to. That, that to be the case. So there I am yesterday, and that, like b- before Blade Runner starts, you know, they show you the previews, and I actually really used to like watching the previews before a movie started, because they all used to be 30, 60 seconds. Now they're all three minutes. So by the time your movie starts, you're like, enough! Start the movie already! In, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the times of cell phones and sitcoms that Why we are we making nowadays, things longer? Right, like movies and trailers, and, and why? Like, dude, it, just say the movie's name for five seconds and move on, dude. I don't get that. So over the weekend, I had actually watched something on HBO all about Steven Spielberg. Right. And I had forgotten. I was like, man, that guy had done some things. Like Spielberg, yeah. did, like, that guy, I mean, he's done some stuff. He's a decent movie maker, some people say. So I saw the trailer, the, like, the official like, long trailer of his new movie that he is directing. Because a lot of times, dude, Steven just like, kind of like produces stuff and DreamWorks gets involved or whatever. But he's actually directing this movie, and okay. it's called Ready Player One. And it looks so good. Like that to me looks like a visual masterpiece. Give me some what? So I don't, what is this? it's like I I don't know if it's post apocalyptic or what, but like you live in like stacks of cars on top of one another, like buses oh, and stuff okay. like that. And then you but you go to like Oasis, which is virtual reality. Like the the, the trailer okay. starts by the kid saying, "We're called the wasted. My generation's called the wasted millions." And not because we went anywhere, because there's nowhere left to go. And then he puts on like the virtual reality helmet, and it's like you're immersed in the games you're playing. But there, but he was smart, and there's a ton, a ton of nostalgia thrown in it. Like in the middle of the trailer, and like one of the games he's playing, you just see the time machine from Back to the Future, like whip around the corner and run down the street. So it, he, it's like. 20, I think 60 is when the, the movie takes place, but he's like, they're like throwing a bunch of nostalgia things in it, which are great. And so like you're immersed into the video game you're playing and it looks like movies and games kind of mixed together, but it's Spielberg and the trailer, which is up at WRQK.com looks amazing. Is this like a family friendly movie? Is this oh like yeah, a, I think okay. so. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure. But I think it's a little, you know, again, rise of the machines ish. Be careful what you wish for with your technology ish. I think there's a little okay. bit of that in it, but it looks 
looks, I mean, if you haven't seen the trailer yet, it's up at WRQK.com, and it looks absolutely, like, stunning. I was like, wow, that looks really good. WRQK.com, I'll head yeah. over there, dude. Honestly, I will, I'll check that out. Yeah, Ready Player One. I guess the book was amazing. I didn't read it, but, uh, right. you know, I heard the book was really good. I actually, the trailer was so good, I was like, well, maybe I want to read that before the movie comes out, because if the book's good, and people have to, have told me, like, you know, that was pretty good, so I'm interested to see that. Uh, I am also interested for people to see this. Up online for you right now at WRQK.com is also a video of Eminem, who was apparently at the BET Hip Hop Awards and something called Cypher, which I don't know what that is. And um, he he did like this freestyle thing, and people are either lauding him for it or now, you know what I mean, or people are like, you know, really upset. And he says, F walking on eggshells, I came to stomp, he says. And he says, I'm not holding anything back. And he basically says this. As any fan of mine who's a supporter of his talking about the president, I'm drawing a line in the sand. You're either for or against. And if you can't decide who you like more and you're split on who you should stand beside, I'll do it for you. F you. Right? So my first question is, what's his relationship with Kid Rock going to be like now? Right? Both from Detroit. Both have been friendly in the past. Uh, You know what I mean? Be interested to see what goes on there. I'd be interested to see what goes on there. And also now, I find it very interesting because people like like Ellen DeGeneres are out tweeting now going, oh my God, I love Eminem so much. It's like, well, you better be careful, right? Because remember all those years ago when it was, he's misogynistic. Oh my God, he's very anti-gay. Oh my God, he says all these things and it's it's so brutal. You were the same people attacking him. But now because he's saying something that you like, and now that he's saying something that's posh and in vogue and very trendy, now everybody wants to hold his hand and talk about what we must protect Eminem at all costs. Ugh, God, Twitter's so gross. Uh, much like Marilyn Manson yesterday, uh, this is very obviously a hey ah, dude i haven't been relevant necessarily recently i mean don't get me wrong he's not irrelevant because whenever he does something it becomes news um but he hasn't been successful when it comes to kind of music in a while so i'm sure this is a little bit of like yo guys remember me i say all sorts of crazy stuff you know what i mean like it, that's who he is he's whipping stupid people up into a fever and yes drawing them to him versus he knows what happens here he's like he knows like dude a lot of the anti and a lot of the pro-Trump crowd stupid too, don't get me wrong. But a lot of the anti-Trump crowd just wants to be anti-Trump. And they're not really, they just know, well that's the thing of the day, I just want to be anti-him and so he's going to get out there and he's going to whip them all up in a fever, sure enough, yeah. I mean, he's going to drive a bunch of attention. If you haven't seen the video, it's up at WRQK.com. I'm totally going to exploit Eminem, exploiting you for, for my benefit. I absolutely <laughs> am. But I'll tell Ellen the DeGeneres to slow down. Because 10 years ago, he was misogynistic and he was anti-gay. Slow down on how you have to protect him at all costs. Does he continue with that? I can't remember the last Eminem, and I don't know if he's done like a, hey, I've you know gone back and maybe some I, of the things I've said. I, I, I don't know. Wouldn't one of us know that? Right, like, did it, if Eminem had done a 180 on who he is as a person, one of us would have known that. Is tied into the hip hop community as you and I both try to remain to be at our ages. I'm telling you, maybe, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but all I know is that there's a history, there's a 10 year history on record of him being awful to all different kinds of groups of people that want protection these days. And now because he's a- anti the president, you think you're best friends with him. Just slow down. Your memory is awful america it just is more stansbury show right around the corner hang on the stansbury show canton's rock station rock 106.9
106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have a pair of Vince Neal tickets. 9.30, we'll pass those out. He's playing the Hard Rock Roxino in January. We get you hooked up. Those tickets do not go on sale for another two days, so these are beat the box office. Tickets. There you go. BTBO right there. That's, That's right. called in the industry. That's right. That's the shorthand of the email that I didn't read. <laughs> Important. Do not announce. So uh, a listener of ours hit me up during the break, yeah, and he was like, man, you're talking about Ready Player One. Brenton says, that's a great book. He's like, you should read that book. So honestly, I think I am going to try to you know, okay. maybe hit up the library, try to read that before I go see that movie. Hey, dude, the, uh, the Stark County Public Library, dude, uh, main branch in downtown Canton. It's a beautiful place. I recommend you go. I use it all the time. That's good stuff. Uh, so the trailer for that is up online for you. The Eminem uh, diss track, uh, Donald Trump, which I hear the cipher. That's what that is. Is that the cipher just means freestyle? Oh, okay, I didn't know that. All right, I listened I, uh, the whole. I, dude, I was listening to Kendrick Lamar the whole way here, and I didn't know what cipher meant. Um, as well as you get older, once upon a time, I could tell you everything. Everything meant in a rap song. I was like, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that. And now I'm like Urban Dictionary and it. Like <laughs> asking my girlfriend who's seven years younger, like, hey. Hey, what, what what does this mean? Black dude at the office. Know. Yo, man, explain this to me. No, I'm in somebody's office, uh, else's office. Okay, I was going to say, where? Not me? <laughs> not here. I just took one of the strangest messages I've ever gotten. Okay. Like, when you do this for a living, the public can kind of, like, reach out and touch you. You know what I mean? There's Facebook, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, and all these things have, like, inboxes now. There's just groping people just run up and start grabbing you, Harvey Weinstein style right <laughs> no, there? No, no, no. Actually, okay. we'll get into Harvey in a little okay. while. Right. But I took a message here, and I can't make it out. All right. And it says, yo, bro, I thank our father for a genuine brother like you. Today is brother day. I respect you. You need to tell 12 key brothers you respect them and send a sweet, fat ass. Blood or not, I hope you get one back. I respect you. Stay up. And then after it, there's like this video of like some hot chick shaking around in like what is not a lot of clothing. Hey, what you've got there is a copy and paste, right? Uh, you know, it's something where somebody's trying to. What do I want to say? Like it's a, it's like a chain letter. Where what they do send you it get out, out of you. it? Nothing. Some people just feel like you know. Some people will get that. And is be Bill like, Gates going to give him a billion dollars some, now? Some people will get that and be like, yeah, man, dude, I, I am a brother, and I got to send this out to my brothers. And it's like, dude, what are you doing right now? But My no. own brother would be mad at me if I oh, did that. Oh, 100%. My brother would be furious. Like, what are you sending me this crap for, you idiot? My wife's going to check my Facebook. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My, dude, my wife's got my password. What are you doing? Um, but that's what that is. Okay. Um, you know, I didn't realize people still did chain letters. Oh, it's 100%. That's how a lot of information gets out there. A lot of misinformation gets out there. Oh, I didn't realize that, people still did that's that. That's the that's the that's the thing where, and I think I, most people don't, but I think a lot of people are still quick to. It's the same people who will share like a minions meme that says like, you know, oh, one if you coffee. love me, two if you know, oh. two if two if you think I'm funny, three if you want to be my friend, and it's like, God, people, what is wrong with you? You're adults on social media. Oh, like, it's the same people that are like find out which member of Motley exactly, Crue you are. Dude, exactly, okay, it's, right. it, it's those people right there. Um, I'm surprised you don't get stuff like that more often. Radio is an intimate medium where like people do feel connected to us so oh, on yeah. brother's day i'm not necessarily surprised which by the way there is no brother's day that's completely, that's completely i was gonna say i don't I, I never heard of that but i'm surprised i'm surprised you don't get that stuff more often oh it's national coming out day okay it's also national coming out day so okay. we'll we'll find out at 9 45 if Antone has anything he wants to share with the rest of the class considering how gay the imaging makes us sound i mean maybe we, maybe we should all right well 9 45 we're holding hands <laughs> we're we elephant walking out of the studio did you hear about this there's a hollywood trend i have to wrap this up quickly but there is a hollywood trend that i think is going to be started by these two 
And most times, like average Americans find Hollywood trends to be really like you know nauseating. Mm-hmm. But I think Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher are going to do something that I think a lot of parents wish they could do. And okay. what they're doing is they're saying no to Christmas. Like, dude, we're just not doing it. They said, now look, not forever, but our kids are way too young to really understand why there's gifts and presents underneath the tree. And so we don't want them just raised to believe that they're just to expect things. They have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And Mila said last year, she's like, when I looked around and saw everything we bought, it was just, it was crazy for a one-year-old. She's like, so she's like, I don't want them just expecting things just to expect it. So they're going to limit the gifts that they give to one another this year and one gift to the kid. They're going to like slim this down. And I'm willing to bet a lot of parents wish that they could do this. And it got me thinking, I've never raised kids, but when do your kids really start to understand that Christmas is something to love? Like seven? No, like two or three. Really? One, no, but two or three. By that point, they've been hit with enough imagery of Santa and like Christmas and presents. Oh, God, that's a, that's a shame. Definitely by five. Like, no no question yeah, I guess in my mind five. about five. But that's, I, I mean, it's kindergarten. Because I started thinking about it. I was like, maybe we should delay Christmas. Two or three, they at least have an idea of what's coming up here, that if there's something special in the air. Oh, I'm not starting Christmas in my house until five years, until they're five years old. I think, I mean, think about how much money you'd save. Sure. Now, listen, going over the top, the first birthday, the first Christmas, those are about the parents, not about the child so much. Um, Yes, you could definitely save money. Going over the top probably is too far. Um, But I don't know. The mom wants to have baby's first Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Like, they do. And that's what it's more about than than that than the kids that year. And like, listen, here's the thing. You guys are rich. Like this shouldn't, I, I don't, I give them no pat on the back of this here. If you're going to do this with your kids, your kids already have everything that they're ever going to need in their entire life. Maybe you do Christmas and say like, Hey, we are buying presents, but we're buying presents for other people. Like that's what you, that, well, that's the commendable thing. Ashton's a pretty good dude. Like Ashton is pretty active out there and the, and the betterment of other people. So I bet that there is, something like that coming and the, I mean dude he's pretty good about that kind of um, stuff I, I'm sure he is um, but for this in particular and I hate him but he's a fair, but he is a good person for this in particularly I don't feel like this is like oh look at them they're such great people I think it's a nice sentiment and I think most people probably find you know a lot of Hollywood trends to be nauseating but I think honestly I think there are a lot of parents listening right now they're like you know what I wish I had I wish I had that in me to restrict what I give my kids around Christmas. And I wish I didn't drive myself into the poor house every November, December, and then can't get myself out till June, July. I'm willing to bet there are people who wish that. So people can say whatever they want about Trump, but what he wants, he gets. And the NFL just proved it. We'll tell you how next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. 9.30, we'll pass out those Vince Neal tickets. He's playing the Hard Rock Roxino in January. We'll get you hooked up 9.30. I think it was about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, when the president was like, I've talked to NFL owners. Trust me, teams are going to stand. And everybody laughed, including me. Everybody laughed at the president. Oh, buffoon, idiot, moron. And now, sure enough, he's going to get what he wants. It's unreal. It's unbelievable. But the guy gets what he wants. The NFL has now sent a letter to NFL teams that says this. Like many of our fans, we believe that everyone should stand for the national anthem. It is an important moment in our game. 
We want to honor our flag and our country and our fans expect that of us. We also care deeply about our players and respect their opinions and concerns about critical social issues. The controversy over the anthem is a barrier to having honest conversations and making real progress on the underlying issues. We need to move past this controversy, and we want to do that together with our players. Basically, stand your ass up, or there's going to be problems. The guy comes out, says, now I've talked to owners. We're going to get our way. Everybody laughs. Ah, buffoon, idiot, dumbest president ever. Gets his way in a week. Yeah, I don't necessarily, when he came out and said that, and obviously him getting involved, I, I definitely thought that was a swing of the of the tide there. I mean, Once it, you take it to presidential level? Right, like, which honestly, it does not need to go to a presidential level. I understand him voicing his opinion on it and saying like, hey, I don't approve of this. The story's captivated the nation. For the president not to comment on it would have been weird. Right, but for him to, for him to exercise his power as president, which is essentially telling a business like, yo, you guys have to do this, that's what makes me uncomfortable comfortable about. I didn't think he couldn't do this. I mean, no. And more than anything, it's the people that he influences that have done this. It's not so much him, but it's the ratings. It's the, it's the advertisers. That's that's what's making this happen. Right. And I think, so people are asking me, so did the, so did the people win against the NFL? And I gotta say, dude, if they end the protesting, then yeah, you did. You totally did. You broke the NFL. Dude, the the NFL, like, boy, oh, boy, did you guys handle this wrong? How did this not happen in the offseason last year? You know what I'm saying? Like, this story did break last year. This was like the... the, the, Why'd you let it go all offseason and then wait till game started happening? Right. Like, what were you thinking, Roger Goodell? You knew this was an issue. And I guess maybe you didn't see the scope of the issue, but how, dude? It was huge last year. I mean, dude, this thing started... When it started with Cap, it was a huge story. Right. I mean, multiple times. I mean, dude, I, I, I would tell... I'd probably say hours of content you and I alone got out of that just talking about that. So, like, uh, how how did they not decide sometime I, in that offseason that we've got to get our arms around this? I hate to break it to you. He's going to win again. I've been saying this for a while now. Like, everybody always fights the wrong battles with this dude, and I always say, you're going to screw Democrats, you're going to screw up, and you're going to get them elected again. I can't, dude, we're three years out, and already I'm like, dude, if he wins this battle, if he wins this, and a middle America feels like they got their guy now who will stand up to the people like the NFL who like and feel like the country's being disrespected, if he feels like, dude, if those people feel as if their country goes back to being respected, I'm telling you, I don't, dude, I think he wins, tw- tw- he could win two, three more times. I'm telling you, I think people always think I'm crazy, but remember, when he started running, I said, he'll be the candidate, and everybody laughed at me. Everybody laughed at me, and I said, he will be the Republican candidate for president. And sure enough, there he was. Do you feel like there's any other examples of where the president should say, like, hey, you as a nation or you as a business are not living up to your responsibilities of the nation? Should he be able to say, like, no, everybody needs to play the national anthem before their workday starts? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, is it disrespectful of us to not play it? No, I in force patriots. There's there's good arguments on there, but the problem is they do do it, and so if you're not going to stand for it, it is it's a bad television product, and that's what the NFL is. It's a TV show, and it's bad television. I don't care what anybody tells me. Is it for the right reasons? Yes, but it's still bad television. 
I don't have I don't have any problem with the NFL doing this. I really don't. I, I, I support the NBA, and I, I mean I, they've been kind of leading the way when it comes to like, no, you're not sitting down. Um, but I, the, the problem is, is that where does that line stop? If you can do this to the NFL, why can't you do this to other businesses? Well, he's not though. Well, I mean, but uh, he hasn't yet. I mean, so this right? NFL thing goes away, and he needs something else to distract with. He needs something else to, like, fire up his base and something else to prove that he's the protector of patriotism. Well, Where does that stop? You know, a guy's telling me on Twitter that the owners aren't doing this over Trump, so it's not the fact that he uses presidential power to do it. They're doing it because of the loss of money, and he's ultimately, he's right. But what started the loss of money with Trump? I mean, he was... Be, How was that? The, Dude, people were talking about boycotting the NFL before he even spoke about it. This story was losing momentum before he fired it back up. What caused What caused the hundreds of people as opposed to the dozen people to kneel? Okay, then that may he may have stirred that. He may have whipped that up into a fever a little bit. But to be honest with you, man, I like you got to remember. I said I, I believe in a player's right. Although the NFL game in the stadium is not their goddamn platform. I'm so sick of hearing but that. But the word. NFL allows them to do it. But now they're not. But once they but, so okay. no, that argument's gone now. It's gone. You can't use has it that anymore. Change. We have you. We they sent the letter saying we want everyone to stand. That's the NFL telling you to stand your ass up. They say you should. They do not say it. Do they say in there you must? Has okay. the rule changed? Answer me this question. Why is the NFL the big bad league when the NBA doubled down and won't let you do this? The NBA won't I, let you do I, I, it, I, I, and the NFL is like considered to be racist. I, uh, as, Why is that? As far as, as far as they've established, you are not allowed to do this. So uh, once you give somebody something, hey, you can do this, and then they start doing it, but you don't like the reasons, that's what the problem is. It, 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 well, can't you also, though, like, aren't we all adults? So can't the NFL, can't Roger Goodell say, oh, I thought it was okay. But when it starts to, we are a business, like that's what we are, and when it affects business, sorry guys, sure. we got to change our system. And that's why then what's the problem? Well, then why didn't you do that in the offseason? He didn't know. Sometimes things have to happen. Now, he should know. For $14 million a year, he should know. I I'm on so. that side. Okay, and, 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 but he and, didn't know how big this was going to get, and it didn't get bigger. It, it, it didn't get bigger until President Trump so was a what? part of this. Although, I don't understand why that's a problem. But if we're saying that President Trump had nothing to do with this, I mean, I think that does show that he. Well, did. I think he did. I'm telling you what Twitter's saying, and Twitter's always goddamn wrong. Like I said, Twitter thought OJ was innocent. They would have thought OJ was innocent. Twitter's always wrong. I do believe he had something to do with this, and this is what I'm saying. His base is going to get riled up over this. And the NFL is going to lose because they handled this poorly. You bumbled it. Some guys kneeling, some guys standing, some guys with fists, some guys doing this. We're in the locker room. No, we're not. We're in the tunnel, but he's not. You bumbled it like a bunch of morons. You bumbled it from the beginning. What you should have done, NFL players, what you should have done is all around the league, got everybody together in the offseason, said, this is what we're going to do. The Friday before the first regular season game, we are all in our markets going to go stand outside of police offices and police districts until we get the conversations we want. Not kneel during the game. It's, you made a mistake. You affected people on a level they don't want to be affected on. You could have drawn attention in a much more grown-up, professional manner, got everything you wanted, but you wanted to be babies. You wanted to do this way because you were pressured because of social media. It was foolish. You're foolish. Why do you think LeBron won't do this? Why do you, do you, LeBron hates Donald Trump. You know why he won't do this? Because it affects his money. And he's smarter than 90% of the NFL players. Because he wants his money. He's smart. That's why he won't do it. Because he doesn't want the, the loss of revenue. 
you screwed this up. And now I think we get what I said a month ago we might get. Now we get players boycotting, and we get a scab season, and we end up better. Because we end up with NFL athletes who appreciate the multi-million dollar checks they get. I get that there are real issues. They're protesting over very real 100% issues. But they're doing it wrong. You can't deny that. You gotta move You're losing. Forward. How are you not doing it wrong? You, you, you got, lost. You, you got to move things forward. And somewhere along the lines, like, you, you had to take the ball and run with it. And, I mean, I will agree with you 100% that you didn't you didn't accomplish your goals. And it is going to. You didn't get close. Your platform is going to get taken away from you. So it'll be interesting to see within this next week and before they have this meeting what happens on Sunday, what happens on Thursday, like, what happens in oh, this, I think you in this see time. Pl- I think you see high-level players sit. And, like, not play. I think you see the Michael Bennett's of the world, the Richard Sherman's of the world say, you know what? I'm not playing. Um, I think they do. I think they do. It'd be interesting. I think we end up with a scab season, to be honest with you. This is also a, an important distinction. All Trump really said is that he wishes an owner would fire someone. I mean, it's not like he came out and said, this is executive law now, like, you're going to do what I said. He just said what he would do. Um, I just think that when you're president, like, sounding off on something's one thing, but he said it repeatedly in so many different times. It's just like, I think there's responsibility there of like, dude, you got bigger fish to fry. Oh, for sure. I mean, mean, dude, yes. He's got a country to run. And and, and we're talking about like, all right, this is the victory that his base is looking for. And it's like, well, dude, I mean, he gets what he wants, except for repealing and replacing Obamacare, right? Right. Well, dude, this is fish to fry. Well, this is is what he wants. This is what he wants. Dude, he's not interested in doing all the things he said. Dude, he's interested in being elected and being president. He's not interested in... Dude, there are much like guys in, on the football field. There are guys who like what football will give them versus liking playing football. Josh Gordon was one of those guys. Actually, we'll play a lot of Josh Gordon audio 8 o'clock. But, and I think Trump's one of those guys. He's more interested in what the presidency can give him versus what he can do while being president. I totally agree there. We agree there. We voted for the same person. But when it comes to issues like this, and this is how America picks presidents, bro, you can, we can, I mean, dude, Bush got elected twice because people wanted to have a beer with him. This is how these guys win. This is why I said Kasich would never win because he has no personality, none whatsoever. None. He's a blank chalkboard. But, dude, Trump says one thing, and now, like, Jerry Jones is like, yeah, dude, I'm going to bench players and, like, things like that. I'm just telling you, dude, what he wants, he gets. It's interesting. It's very interesting. I, I will it will be interested to see what happens out of these meetings. I think players sit. I really do. If they're if they're strong in their convictions, I guess that's my real my overall point. We're gonna find out who's strong in their convictions and who isn't and who was false flagging. We're gonna find that out very soon. More Sansbury show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansbury Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. Should make you aware of this. That Rock 106.9 presents the 2018 iHeartRadio Alt or Ego Show, an alt rock show for music fans just like you. There it is. We're going to announce the lineup and let you know how to get your tickets to the show Tuesday. That'll be 9 a.m. right in the middle of New Tour Tuesday. They're probably going to stop the show and have Nikki Six talk to you for six minutes and just yell, Green Day, Incubus, Stone Sour. And the back tell you everybody's playing. I have no idea if any of those bands are playing it. Don't hold me to any of those. They did not give us any information. None. None. Rightfully so. We would have spilled it for sure. We will be passing out tickets to the 2018 iHeartRadio Alter Ego Show. I'm just happy because I've been a little critical. I love the iHeartRadio Music Awards Mm -hmm. and like all those stuff. And people love winning that stuff. And sending people to Vegas is a totally good idea. 
But when we like, I still have the artist list here from the last one up in the studio for some reason. That's that right there sums up Rock 106.9. But it's like Coldplay, The Weeknd, Chris Stapleton, Pink, 30 Seconds to Mars, almost rock band, David Guetta, Harry Styles. There's like no rock bands, and I've been critical of that. And so I like the fact that they're like, you know what? We've kind of have forgotten about a huge portion of our audience a little bit. Let's throw them a bone and give them their own show. And you do have to give them their own show, just in the sense of yeah, absolutely. If you threw, if you threw like Avenged Sevenfold in the middle of that iHeartRadio Music Festival, it's going to stand out like an Eminem and a like, bowl of Skittles. You know what I'm saying? It's like like, like a token, right? You just can't, you right. just can't do that. So to give them or to give rock fans their own little piece of it makes sense and uh, good for the company. Hopefully they'll, uh, you know, hopefully they'll be reinvested in their. Major radio personalities oh, and their okay. rock rock radio personalities. Maybe Stansberry Fantone get a little, little little cut off there. Maybe we get to go. We don't get to go. We don't get to go. I'm telling you right now, we don't get to Teresa go. Teresa will be there. Teresa will definitely get to go. Don't yeah. you worry about that. Teresa will definitely get to go. They like her. They do. Yeah, they're big fans. How of can her. you not though? She is sexy. She is. Never met the woman. She works here. Never met her. That was probably too far, right? Too far. The line back there. We were doing so good with the company, bro. We were doing so good with them. And now the iHeart Black yep. SUVs are out front. Just rolling up. <laughs> ready, ready, ready to take me away. I'll never be heard from ever again. The Indians looking to close out the New York Yankees tonight. And they're also doing something else. Did you know about this? That the Cleveland Indians are revoking season tickets that are sold on the secondary markets? I've heard that. And now, before this season, the Indians sent out a warning to season ticket holders. An email was sent by the Indians organization in early October stating that if they find out season tickets were sold on secondary markets, season ticket holders could be banned from future sales and the tickets could be revoked. Curtis Danberg with the Indians front office said some tickets sold on the secondary market for profit were revoked for games one, two, and five. He declined to say how many. Now, here's my issue with this. Okay? I bought the tickets. I don't know why you care what I do with them. If I light them on fire, are you going to ban me from buying some next time? What do you care? So there's that. Also, how hypocritical of, of it is this? If you go to the game tonight, take a picture of the StubHub promo running in the stadium. Right. If I watch the game tonight, right, CheapSeats.org or, or SeatGeek or one of the thousand secondary markets are going to be all over the, the, that television broadcast. So you'll take the money from the companies who I'm going to do this with, but you're going to punish me from contributing and using one of your advertisers. And, and, and you allow this to happen the rest of the year. I mean, it's a, if, I, if I'm a season ticket holder and throughout the, throughout the summer, I'm like, well, dude, I can only make it to X amount of games. I can sell Y amount of tickets to my boys. I can sell them to people on Craigslist. I can sell them to people on StubHub. Oh my I can God, sell them my, a million different ways. My job's making me move to Iowa, and I'm not going to be in town. What do I do with these? Right. I spend thousands of dollars. What do I do? Right. I, I, I don't get this. I mean, I understand as an organization, you want to make it as Indians friendly as possible at home. You don't necessarily want Cubs fans. You don't want Yankees okay, fans. I well, get that. It's on you then when you release ticket sales to not sell to brokers. Because tickets sell out to events because you sell to brokers right. immediately. And then now you're telling people not to use them. And I, I, I get there should be an incentive there, but I just feel like this is way overstepping the boundaries of when I buy a product, it's my product. And like you said, if I light it on fire, if I choose not to go to the game, if I, whatever I want to do with them, who are, who are you to tell me no? The hypocrisy in the fact that they'll take money from the secondary ticket marketers and then tell people not to use it. That would be like me saying like, dude, every day on this program you hear probably, I think it's twice a day, you hear me say 
for my friends over at the Wakeham Auto family. Right. On the Wakeham Auto mile, right. West Tuscan Lincoln Way. Right. That'd be like you driving to the radio station after buying a car from Wakeham and me smacking you. Right. That, that, that's what I do. Right. Like, that would be, that would go that, against my business interests. That would be Wakeham removing Rock 106.9 from the radio. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, and like blocking that's exactly, exactly, that's exactly That's a better analogy. And, and, and like, dude, that's just... Which, by the way, Craig, start putting Rock 106.9 <laughs> in all the radios on every single car you got out there, buddy. Do um, me a solid. But this this is, this is... I, I understand the intention, but I don't agree with the methods they're, here. No, because what they're trying to do is they're trying to look like they're getting the back of their real fan. And no, they're not. To get the back of your real fan, to get the back of the guy who went out and bought season tickets, then for hand out of season dollars? tickets at the Sokolowski's line. Let, Don't sell them for three hundred dollars online. Let that guy pay for his summer's worth of fun in one game. Right. If I can sell my tickets for three thousand bucks, and and I can get a Yankees fan to buy my tickets for three thousand bucks and pay off my season tickets, a guy how said, is, "How's that not looking out for the fan?" I remember last year during the World Series, I said to people, "Dude, I would totally sell tickets," and people were like, "You're a traitor! You're you know how dare you!" You're not a real Ohioan, and I said, "No, what I am is a guy who would want to pay my mortgage and my car payments with a get with, with one ticket." I mean, seven, seven thousand are the top tickets that I've seen today. Seven thousand for tonight for top tickets tonight. for an ALDS game. I'm sorry. Like I now maybe it's because I've been to ALDS games, I've been to World Series games, I've been to NBA Finals games, I've been to you know AFC Championship games. I've gone. I've got dude. I've been very very lucky and blessed with the live event amount of stuff I've done in my life. Like, I really have. And sometimes I forget that. But still, $7,000? Dude, I'm embarrassed to tell you how many months I have to work to make $7,000. $7,000. Now, granted, you probably bought those tickets for $700, but still, dude, that's one hell of a 60, right? yeah. Let's say $6,500 you make. You're, dude, your wife Pretty will good. kill you if you don't bring $6,500. Pretty good there. Right. That's a good That's a good lick, they would say, in the gambling community. Yeah, dude, you pay for your season tickets, you buy them again next year? I, I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, I can't support the idea of we're looking out for our real fans. To no, me, you're not. To me, sports teams can absolutely take this stance, but you have to turn StubHub and SeatGeek and all of those other secondary markets, you have to turn their money down, too. I'll do my part, Indians. You do yours. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the god of your choosing. Best morning ever! Kent. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 9.30, we'll send you to see Vince Neal up at the Hard Rock Roxino in Northfield Park there. He's playing in January. Tickets do not go on sale until the 13th. We're getting you hooked up before you can buy them. Beat the box office is what it's called in the industry. And we'll pass those out at 9.30. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. So one of the videos we posted online this morning, which is Eminem doing a freestyle dissing Donald Trump, is getting a lot of traction, and I knew it would. Eminem's one of those people, like, people want to know what he's saying, what he's doing. Even if it was just a song, I think people would want to hear it because he's just one of those artists. He evokes emotion. Yeah. And then you add the president into it. And so I posted it at, the, you know, the social media accounts, including Facebook.com slash Show there. And people are arguing back and forth on it. And one of the arguments I keep seeing people use, and this is always what people do when they disagree with somebody. Oh, well, they're not relevant anyway. And my response to you is going to be this. Relevant enough to get you to respond to it. Right? Like, I mean, you can't call somebody irrelevant if you're mad about what their opinion is. Right, yeah, I mean, you're, you're sounding off so on this. They've, so they might not be relevant worldwide, but they're relevant to you still. I don't know. I feel like Eminem is a pretty relevant artist. He would I'll, sell out any venue in this town tonight. I, I, I will make room for that the guy hasn't necessarily had hit records in a while, but you can... 
your celebrity status can keep you in relevancy without necessarily having I'll prove a hit it to record you right or hit here. movie. I'll prove it to you right here. November the 3rd, I'm going to see Lindsey Buckingham and Christine McVie. Right. They haven't been relevant right. in forever, but that show's going to sell out. If, or if not, it'll be very close, and I can't wait to go because I still love Fleetwood Mac. So they're relevant to me. You know what I mean? Like, that's how, I mean, if, if it makes you comment, if it makes you listen to it, if it makes you consume it, like, people always say that to me. You're not even relevant. Then why are you yelling at me on social right. media? Right. And I guess I, I guess there's a real point there of, you know, so many times it's like, well, who cares what these celebrities have to say? I well, agree with that. We I, all I do. do. Well, I mean, like, I agree. Like, I'm not going to, Eminem, no matter what he says one way or another, that's not going to decide my politics. That's not going to decide my opinion on things. But, like, if you really feel like, well, who cares what they say? Why are you responding at all? Yeah, like, I, what are you? Like, I posted the video, and if you haven't seen it yet, I mean, M, like, he does. He goes in on Trump. And it's up for you at WRQK.com. And I, and I said, I said, M's drawing a line in the sand because that's one of the lines he used. He said, I'm drawing a line in the sand here. You're either with me or you're with him. And I said, you know, M's drawing a line. A guy hit me up. He's like, so where are you standing? And I said, I'm standing on neither side because I'm not five years old or a tool. Like, I'm, I'm, that's not who I am. I like Eminem's music. I will listen to the stuff I like and not listen to the stuff I don't like. I didn't vote for Trump, but I'm also not going to just hate on everything he does because it's in vogue right now. I won't do that either. Like, he's done a few things that I like. I can't recall what they are right now, but he's, <laughs> but he's done a couple. I am having a hard time recalling what they are right now. But he's not my favorite, but I try my hardest not to, like, just dump on the guy just to do it. Because I, I hate when that becomes, once something becomes trendy and popular, I'm like, hey, I don't want no, it. No, because it undercuts any real criticisms that you have. There it is right that's, there. That's, that's what I was trying problem. to say right that's there. That's the problem is people that are like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's things he's done that I'm like, oh, whatever. I don't love that. But like, oh my God, he threw paper towels at people. Worst president ever. We got to impeach him right now. Yeah, and it's like, like that's listen, crazy. listen, uh, do, do I think that if that was the appropriate thing to do? No. But am I going to start screaming about terms of, of, of impeachment because of that? No, like you guys, you have to balance things out. And when you're constantly crying wolf all the time, the arguments that you do genuinely have on your side, they're they're they're, they're undermined. They don't they don't count for as much. I'm being told that Eminem's video now will incite some violence. Now I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. Well, then you get to blame it on Marilyn Manson too. Call him by his Manson's fault. I mean, I was right. out there early on back then, right. back in the day, saying, "Dude, Marilyn Manson cannot be blamed for Columbine. Those two young kids, misguided kids, can be blamed for Columbine. That's who you blame for Columbine." I, I because I like putting blame where blame actually goes. That's who I am. I'm a personal accountability person. Like I always say about my DUI. I always say, dude, it wasn't the cop's fault that he pulled me over. I was doing something wrong. I did something that as an adult I knew I wasn't allowed to do, got caught doing it, and owned up to it. Because that's what and I can hear my dad screaming it from from down the steps. Because that's what adults do, Daniel. I can hear it. And so, like, I, I'm okay with everybody kind of having their opinion, saying what they're going to say. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's not that I necessarily agree with them. I don't necessarily disagree with them either. I would never tell my audience. I would just tell him this if he was willing to come into the studio. I would never tell my audience if there's a line in the sand. If you're a Trump person, I don't want you in this fold. I would never do that. No. I, I'm looking to entertain as many people as humanly possible. Now, 
in the interest of full disclosure, I'll tell you, M can lose people and be okay. So can I, but I can lose a lot less and be okay than M can. And let's be real. I mean, his money has been made. I mean, worst case scenario is he never makes another dollar. These are our lives. These are our paychecks coming in. So no, of course there's going to be a difference between what he is able to do and what we're not able to do. And here's the thing is I don't want to draw that line. I don't for his, for his libtard and his, 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 but no, I don't, I don't want to draw that line. You, you, you can either agree with 100% of what I say or absolutely none of it. That's ridiculous, dude. That, that that genuinely is. Both sides. Because wouldn't I have to go back through 15 years worth of records and be like, man, I'm standing next to all this misogyny. Man, I'm standing next to all this anti-gay stuff. Man, I'm standing next to... I mean, dude, M has been on record. I mean, dude, he was attacked his entire career for being a misogynist like and, and an anti-gay person. The dude has made millions and millions of dollars based on saying inflammatory things. Like, that's who he is. That's what he does. So why why are people surprised at this morning? Like, oh my God, I can't believe that he said something that is going to get America riled As up. As a matter of fact, I can't believe what? I can't believe the left's not attacking him for like, geez, M, where you been? Well, it, it took all of this. Like, where you been? It's it's it, it, it's it's more than anything. And somebody tweeted this at me. Um, the most offensive thing about all this is is that people are saying that this was a freestyle. There's no way this was a freestyle. Dude wrote this, no question. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. My favorite comment was the guy telling me, man, people are really dumb. It doesn't even look like Eminem. Like, a guy doesn't think it's him. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) If you haven't seen the video, you should check it out. It's at WRQK.com. It's also on our social media platforms as well. At Stansbury Show is how you follow me. At Fantone is how you find him on Twitter. And Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. As a matter of fact, one of our good daily listeners, and honestly, a guy I consider to be my friend uh, outside of all of that, says to me, man, he's like, by looking at some of these comments, he's like, I realize, dude, that a lot of these people are in the 20 million, and it makes me a little uncomfortable. And, buddy, I, I can't lie, I struggle with that sometimes myself. Like, Phantom will tell you, there are many, 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 many days where somebody will write something to me, and I'm like, man, it's my job, and like, I entertain this, but I can't be responsible for everyone. Nope. I can't like because if I start thinking like nope. that, a I'll change the program and it'll end up not being very good. B, it'll just make me crazy and I won't be able to do this anymore. And I and I and I don't want that. I, I get what you're saying, and buddy, I'm I'm more on your side than I'm not on that. But it, it's it's different, and I just hope. I guess maybe I said this because I hope that the other people who feel like you don't feel like oh well now I can't be part of this. I I just I do that does worry me. That does worry me. Everything's so divisive now. Can we all just come together and hate Fantone together? There it is. <laughs> I mean, right? I'm a, I'm the great unifier of the country. That's what I am. The great unifier. Josh Gordon wants back into the NFL. Will he kneel? Will he stand? As a matter of fact, he doesn't address it at all. He talks about other things. And we're going to let you hear from Josh himself next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. You guys, Stansberry here from North Kenton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision. Rock 106.9. Yeah, welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 9.30. Pass out those Vince Neal tickets. I just took a text from our good buddy, friend of the program, Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on sports weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350. Everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app as well. Got it all in there. I like it, buddy. And he asked me, he's like, how are you feeling about the tribe tonight? You feeling feeling strong about the tribe tonight? And I said, yeah, I am, dude. We get Kluber and in our building. I love my chances tonight. Not that I know for sure they're going to win, but if you give me Corey Kluber in our building, I like it. No reason to lose the faith right now. I mean, it's a five-game series for a reason. Um, 
I know people feel like, oh, they lost those last two. There's no way they can bounce back. Well, the Yankees lost two in a row, and they bounced back, so it's certainly possible. Um, uh, the Indians just have to get back to who they are. I mean, like, over these last two games, there are anomalies in the sense of, like, you know, that first game, Kluber crapped the bed, as did almost every other pitcher that went out there and did something. And, and then you got and then you got game three where they just couldn't get the bats going. If they just return to who they are, they'll be fine. Uh, I agree. I don't, I don't know if they'll be able to, but you know, hopefully, hopefully Tito's got him got him ready. You know, I, I just read all over Twitter yesterday. Fire Tito. He's mismanaged this entire series. He's done this. He's done that. And it's like, guys, guys, what? Fine. This is what I want to know. Then who's up next? Right? Like, I'm all right with it. That's a perfectly valid opinion, I, I guess, if you think that we should get rid of Tito. But what I want then is... For you to have the answer for who the GM is in next. And it can't be some pie-in-the-sky idea. you got to give me a guy who we're going to be able to get. Right? If you can do that, then that, then your opinion can be we get rid of Tito. But, I mean, guys, I mean, he's considered to be, what, top three managers in baseball for sure. You can have whatever opinion you want to in life. It doesn't make it right. No, you can um, be wrong. It, no, right. Your opinion can be wrong. And to say that... Mine's that, wrong a lot. To say that Terry Francona is, is an equality player. I mean, dude, it was a week ago, two weeks ago, we were... Munch, man, tell us about how much Terry Francona has his team fired up. And we're like, oh, yeah, brother. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, come on, man. I just don't understand how one week to the next it, 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 it's such a we're such a wishy-washy fan base we really are yeah it's ridiculous and another fan base that can be wishy-washy is the browns oh, fan base yeah, yeah. and one of our best players in recent history was of course riddled with problems and i don't mean to laugh because addiction is not ultimately at the end of the day is not funny but the josh gordon saga was just that i mean it was a saga it was up and down constantly and he released a video. Was this uninterrupted is where this was? I or so, yeah. Right? And uh, the entire unedited video is up for you at WRQK.com. But we decided to highlight some of the things we felt were interesting. And we have Josh here talking about what it was like for him to go to rehab the first time. My first thought was, this is a publicity stunt. This is just going to help the media deal with me. It's going to help the fans be able to deal with it, you know? I don't know what they're so worked up for anyway. I definitely wasn't listening. I definitely wasn't paying attention. Okay, it's a business move. All right, cool, let's do it. I was there for like 14, 15 days. It was a joke. It was pretty much a vacation. Had a bunch of good gourmet meals and took a little break and then got right back to work and then led the league in receiving yards. Now, if you see the video, and again, it's up for you, WRQK.com, he kind of looks at the camera like, See, I mean, you can kind of be a great athlete and and, and do some of this oh, stuff. Yes, I mean, of course you can. And we and most people do know that. I um, I I just I really like the honesty out of Josh Gordon there. I like it. I like the fact that he just told you, look, it, it was a publicity stunt. I knew it was going to be the right business decision for my career. I knew it's what the league kind of needed me to do, so I went and did it. We do have him talking about him hitting his ultimate rock bottom, though. I want you to take a listen to that. I found myself around the city of. Gainesville just wandering, looking for a drug dealer, looking for people on the street corner, whatever smelled like weed, you know, somebody that looked like they had something, asking random people, knocking on like smoke shop storefronts, seeing where I could find some stuff at. I was just looking for something, some type of relief. I was walking down 4 o'clock Boulevard around like 11.30 or something at nighttime. And that night in particular, I couldn't find anybody with drugs. 
And I just began to have a flashback and remember all the negative things that happened in my life that transpired, you know, like what led up to this point? How did it get this bad? Like, it's so dark out here. I'm all alone. What the hell am I doing? I was, I was, I was scared. I was scared for my life. And then just something clicked in my head at that point. It's like, man, you, you did it again. It's like you, you're willing to throw away everything you ever worked hard for, everything you ever had out of life. It was so strange, but I just had a desire to stop. I had the desire to get help, invest myself 100% into whatever was going to help save my life. See, I like that too. I like that part right there too because he says, he actually, you can hear him think about it. And he chooses to say life, which is the more important than career. Right. And so, like, if, it, if it's really, if he's honest there, and if he's being honest, like I think he is, he notices, like, it, my life's more important than my career. And I think that will help keep somebody sober. I say it all the time on the show working with an addict for 10 years the way I did, 8% of people who try to get sober stay sober. 92% of people fail. It's just one out of eight make it. It's like crazy, I, the numbers. I, I think it's worth noting that, like, you know, you're a, a millionaire at this point, Josh Gordon, and an elite athlete and the top of, of, of what your profession is. Um, to be walking around through like the streets of where's he talking about Gainesville. Gainesville. To be walking around just randomly looking for drugs, like I don't know if anybody's ever been in that situation, but it's not a situation that you want to be in. Not a situation for you as a as a a a a millionaire, as a an athlete. Like, dude, that's a desperate spot right there where you're just randomly asking people, "Yo, do you have drugs?" That's I I, I mean, I honestly, I'm glad Gordon. I'm glad I've never hit that. Always start with the busboy at the restaurant. Always. That's where you start, Josh Gordon. We also have him talking about what it's uh, what it would be like to come back or him coming back. We have some Honestly, the whole that. experience has been humbling, and it's humbling every day. Brutally. <laughs> Brutally so. A dose of reality for sure, man. When you're, you know, when you're put in a position to be constricted, you know, socially, financially, just all resources exhausted. The ego is diminished to just about nil. The only thing I know I have um, to go off of, but you know, is my faith, family, and my ability with football. I need to live out my amends, you know, try to make right for all my past transgressions and mistakes, and you know, show and prove that I could be a better person, a better man. Somebody that's accountable, reliable. Because I know what's on the other side of that, you know? <laughs> Given an opportunity, I believe I could, I could prove my worth. We're letting you take a listen to some Josh Gordon from, uh, I, I believe the video was originally posted to at inter- Interrupted, and uh-huh. um, it is also online for you, WRQK.com. We also have a little bit of sound on uh, basically his state of mind where he is right, right now. Well, I think it might be therapeutic for me to just talk about it. I'm in the position I'm in now. I'm kind of I'm grateful for it. I'm able to give this message and this opportunity for people to learn from my mistakes and for me to tell them my story. So. He is the first player in NFL history with back-to-back 200-yard games. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
Unbelievable. He's a freak of a talent. There's no doubt. The next question out of the audience is going to be this. Would you take him back now? Absolutely. You're 0-5. You're decimated at wide receiver. You have quarterbacks who probably shouldn't be in the league. You need all the goddamn help you can get. Under perfect circumstances, do I want Josh Gordon anymore? Probably not. But these are less than perfect you know, circumstances, if we're going to be honest about it. I absolutely take Josh Gordon back. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Um, you get burned so many times by somebody... There's a little bit of like, what do you mean you're taking that guy back? But I feel like, honestly... We're not the Patriots. Well, yes, of we're, course We're that. not Kansas City. We're not. Um, like, and, and, and I feel like he's shown like true change here. Like I genuinely believe it this time, whereas last time, I was like, no, you don't take the guy back because he doesn't mean it. And and now, granted, you can put a video together and put dramatic you know, music behind something to pull on the heartstrings, um, but this seems more sincere to me. And if the Browns don't take him back... What's going to happen is he's going to sign with the New England Patriots and he's going to win a Super Bowl, dude. It's going to happen. We had his and or I the did Steelers, maybe. And I did this purposely. I didn't play you my favorite part of that whole interview. And it's the part where he admits that Johnny Manziel and he that day they were late to that game when I was on the air saying, dude, these guys were getting hammered together and it's a mess and you know it. And people are like, you're a hater. You're a Johnny hater. No, Gordon full on admits we were out all night partying, doing all kinds of drugs and we couldn't make it. That was my, my favorite. He gets into the Johnny Manziel thing. He gets into a dude. He gets into a lot of the trouble at Baylor. He starts talking about how his Baylor coaches helped him like beat drug tests. All kind of stuff Josh Gordon gets into. The rest of that audio and video can be found at WRQK.com. Fantone, I have a list of work phrases everybody hates hearing in the office, and our boss uses a lot of them. We'll fill you in next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. You're about an hour away now from getting hooked up with Vince Neal tickets. He's playing the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. And we're going to get you in before you can even buy those. They don't go on sale until the 13th, 10 a.m. We'll get you in a little early. That's a show I'm looking forward to. I'm a I'm a Vince Neil fan. Yeah, dude, they'll be playing you know all the all the crew hits right there. It's an awesome venue to go see a concert at. And what did we decide the correct the correct terminology was? Um, you're a, a panther looking I, for. I think it's a panther. Yeah, I don't know. Looking, looking for or a puma, puma. I think is puma what it was. For a panther. I don't know the audience because I Fanto kept saying to me. It's like, there's going to be a lot of cougars at shows like that. And I was like, yeah. well, I want a cub. And then people were like, dude, that's what like older gay dudes call the young gay dudes that they bang. And I was like, well, I don't want to be one of those. Not that there's anything wrong with it. You know, you got to give every disclaimer in the world now. But I'm just, you know, I'm a straight person. Right, you know? right. I, I get that. <laughs> Nobody wants to have sex with people they don't want to have sex with. So Agreed. That's, don't that's, do that. That's the last thing I would want to that's happen to That's where we're drawing buddy. the line. Right. Adults who agree to right. do it together. Right. So that's I don't a- want that to happen to you. But we, what was it? Was it an ocelot or what was it? I don't remember what joke. <laughs> Cat you I were. think I think it's I'm looking for a puma because okay. that's the young coo- Okay. I don't All right. know. Who All knows? Right. And I remember saying that day, I don't know what I want. <laughs> I have no clue <laughs> what it is I want. So I have a list here. Of phrases that are constantly used in the workplace that we all hate and wish our boss would stop using. Um, okay, I can't wait to get into this because number one, you're right, our boss is the buzzword dude. Oh, dude, radio's the worst. Like they'll like every ninety days they'll get all like the programming like management together mm-hmm. and they do like boot camps and mm-hmm. then they all come back and they're all like energized about turning it 
around. And then it's just like lingo. It's like some 23-year-old idiot with a PowerPoint said this to you 20 minutes ago, and now it's gospel to you. There's a <laughs> there's a new business downtown Canton. I walked by it yesterday because me and my girlfriend had dinner at Napoli's. Oh, my God. So Dude, how good. good is Napoli's? So good at Napoli's. But they are like a marketing business company. Makes me invite dick. So, so, so they have all of these buzzwords outside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All these buzzwords outside their window, and I just looked at my girlfriend, and I'm like, dude, they're going to be closed within six months. Like, <laughs> if this is what you're doing, you're going to be closed. So here's some of the ones that are that are running around workplaces all over America that people hate. Powwow. Okay. Says uh, They say here, make things simple for yourself, especially since the term can be seen as culturally insensitive. Just say meeting instead. And powwow, much like sitting Indian style, I'm guessing... You know, that's now crisscross applesauce. And so, like, I'm willing to bet, which that doesn't even make any sense. Um, I So I would imagine that powwow is going to get, especially, dude, right, with the whole Chief Wahoo conversation, which, by the way, not talking about that. No, just, no Dude, boss man hated that. Uh, but I would imagine some people are going to say, dude, maybe you shouldn't say powwow. I have not heard that yet. Um, I, I Oh, just I, wait. I mean, I, right. We're I mean, just getting to but, it. I mean, you've got that. You've got uh, like an Indian rug burn. You've got, you know, Indian couple, giver, Indian giver, a couple of things like that. I, and here's the thing is whether you disagree or agree with, is it offensive or not? When you're at work, it's best to err on the side of right. caution. Right. 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 Like, right. Dude, right. You, do you want to go to HR and get fired no, or you not? Don't. So just don't say that. Another one people hear, these are phrases in the workplace that you hate. And this one's really big in the radio business. Really big. We use it all the time. Move the needle. Uh. And they say, really what you should just say is make progress. Really what they're saying in this list of like things is, is that you know what these phrases are, and I say this to my boss all the time, and he gets so mad about it, is that buzz phrases for middle management is baby speak. It, that's all it is. You're just using the, these things to like spin us in circles so we don't think about the entire meeting about how your idea is bunk and right. not going to work. Um, <laughs> that's all it is. Yes. I mean, it's it's trying to essentially like confuse confuse us a little bit, excite us a little bit, and just like, all right, Motivate. I'll say these Maybe. things, I'll say these things, and then they'll stop asking questions. And uh, Exactly. <laughs> okay. I'll just keep running them in circles. <laughs> okay. Another one here is run it up the flagpole. People are instead they say use pilot test focus group or say let's present the idea tentatively and see if it receives a favorable favorable reaction. But isn't that just saying running up the flagpole just longer? Yeah, why? Why? So like running up the flagpole isn't one of those things that really bothers me. I just I guess I'd be like, why are we running anything? I mean, but (laughs) but they're terms of speech. I mean, like yeah, like it's not exactly no. I I I totally disagree with that. Say running up the flagpole. Who cares? Table this conversation. Another phrase people hate in the workplace. They say just say we're done talking about this for now which i think can be perceived as a little too like um abrupt or crass maybe well it depends on where you're at if you are a boss trying to kind of you know establish that dominance again or trying to shut your you know your your high-powered morning show up that probably is the line you want to have oh, set yeah. is like no we're done talking about this um but i don't know tabling things for now I, i'm okay with that i'm all right with that one too think outside the box and but yeah if yeah. you're still saying that like that's the original like buzz phrase in the workplace. If you're saying we need to think outside the box, you're not really thinking outside the box. Now are you? No, you right? gotta get in the box. Yeah, gotta get in the box. Maybe, maybe get in the box. Synergy is another one. My company loves this word. They love synergy. Let's get synergy between our online brands and our FM terrestrial signals, and we're gonna synergize this, and we're gonna what? have more Facebook fans. I mean, what? dude, they love these words. What? 
And so, like, synergy, like, the moment I hear anybody say that, I'm out. Your boy's like, yep, I can check out of what you're saying because it's a complete snow job of what's coming after that, right? Bandwidth is another one. They say another 18% of people chose that word as the one they hate, which uh, they say it could be expressed as your capacity or time available to get something done. I, I don't really hear bandwidth outside of when we're talking about Internet stuff. Oh, uh, but somebody saying, like... You know, hey, Johnson, can you take care of these reports for me? Dude, nope, don't have any bandwidth left. I guess that that would be kind of hokey to me. This last one here. Oh, no, no. There's, I'm sorry. There's two more. Circle back. My boss is a big one in that. Let's circle back on this. Let's circle back to something we talked about last week. My boss is huge into that. Um, I guess if you don't like the term, that's fine. But like, oftentimes, you do need to circle back on things. And you do need to like, all right, well. We can we, do it more. Right. Did we do this? Did this? Did this was this a success? Did this did work? We, right. Did this work? Should we repeat this? It worked year one. Why aren't we thinking about doing it in year four? Like, yeah, I mean, there's, there's some stuff in there. Um, I, another one here, and my boss uses this one all the time, at a high level. At a high level. We were at a high level. And it's just like, guys, I sometimes I understand you got to rally the troops. Like you do. Like middle management, like really we've figured out in America, middle management really doesn't do anything. No. Right? No. They, they do nothing. They're ultimately a waste of money. And so like I understand you got to justify your paycheck and you got to do that by like rallying the troops and motivating and getting them going and this and that. But at the end of the day, when you start spitting this stuff out, all I think in my head is you don't really know what it is you're saying. Like and you and you don't really want me to be able to know what it is you're saying, and so you're just like, well, you're circling back on your synergy, and it's at a high level now. So let's table the entire conversation. We'll be right back with more Stansberry Show. Hang on, the Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here. When you're talking firearms, you know what? 106.9. A little Eminem there. M&M there. Welcome back to the uh, Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9 online at WRQK.com. If you haven't seen that Eminem freestyle dissing the president, you can see it at WRQK.com. Also, all of our social media accounts as well. We posted it there for you. Not making a statement, just you know, want to want to make it available if you should happen to see it. Oh yeah, remember when you asked something about like, hey, do you believe? Is this, this Trump's fault? Right? I just asked the question. How you're a buffoon? You're an idiot. How could you think this is Trump's fault? Well, I didn't say I thought it. I just asked you if you thought that. That's but dude, that's the world we live in now, man. People are just. They're aggravated. They Which, are. by the way, I do need to ask the twenty million for their opinion on something else that should not be all that controversial. Okay. All right, but I need a little help from from the audience from the twenty million. All right. I'm having dinner tonight with a bohemian. Okay. I'm just making a little fun of her, but she is a vegan. Okay. Oh yeah. And I don't know. I want to be able to go and enjoy dinner, and I want her to be able to have vegan options on the menu so she doesn't feel like, geez, this guy asked me to go to dinner with him, and now like I can't eat anything here. Okay. Although, even though she asked me to go to dinner. But anyway. Okay. Right? So, like, it's come, but she's coming here. She's coming to Canton. She doesn't live here. She's going to come here. We're going to have dinner. And, I, and I'm just like, I, I want to accommodate her the best way I possibly can and still not feel like I'm miserable and going to pay for dinner and like hate what I'm eating. If you, um, well, first and foremost, I think both, you know, myself, the 20 million and more than this anyone. This is a woman I've been out with multiple times. Okay. So this is, this is, this is, this is not somebody you have a history with. Okay. Yes. I, I was just checking up. Want to see if there's a possible future of Mrs. Stansberry in the equation. Right? I don't know about all of that. All right, but a little something, there's potential. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I do, um, but the best place, hands down, dude, that you can go, um, everything on their menu is available to be made as a vegan style. They also have a vegan menu is basil. Dude, I, that's that's the winner. Oh, that, yeah, I've taken her sense. there before she likes basil. Um, and if you're, well, if you're looking for somewhere else, um, there's this place up in North Canton. It's called BAM, 
and that's like it gives you a bunch of different vegan options, but there's also non-vegan options. Um, Here's Soul Pie's good. Uh, yeah, Soul Pie's an option for you as well, and uh, yeah, so I mean like I, I think most places are going to have at least something, but if you're if you're going for like, hey, this is ex- you know specifically vegan, I feel like no, any- I don't want that because I want to be able well, to. Well, no, no, no. I mean, those places all have both options. Okay, so, all right, yeah. Basil might be it. Really close to the house. Yeah, and anything they, like they say it in the menu, anything can be made vegan style. Oh so. well, she's she. Uh, we've had dinner there before, and she really liked that. So maybe we'll just go there. There you go. All right, yeah, basil's really good. There Sushi does sound fantastic. It's not that expensive, dude. Do, do it. I what I wanted to do. We were supposed to meet at like six for dinner. And now I kind of feel like pushing it back because I completely forgot the Indians games on tonight. Oh, and yeah. I, when I made the plans yesterday, I was like, yeah, tomorrow sounds great. Six o'clock. Let's do that. And I was like, wait a minute. The tribe games on, though. Now I kind of want wings and beer and tribe. And like, that's what I want. Seven o'clock start time. Um, maybe have dinner and then go out and watch the game after. Right. Or I was going to say uh, maybe do takeout from two different restaurants and be like, hey, we'll go pick up basil. And then I'm going to pick up wings and pizza at Napoli's. And then we're going to go home. We're going to watch the Indians game on the couch. Have a little sushi for like an appetizer. Yeah, I mean, like then at that point you've got you know you've got kind of the best of both worlds. If going you don't on think there. I'm putting a crunch roll on top of a piece of pizza <laughs> and trying that, you're out of your effing mind. I'm totally gonna try that. All right, she has had basil before and like ranted and raved about yeah, how much good. she loved it, and it is it's really good. So yeah, maybe that's what it'll be. Maybe all right. Well, cool. Glad we figured that out. Indians fans, I hate to break it to you, the Browns just want to not only piss all over your Sundays, but they want to ruin they want to ruin your game five. Of your of your ALDS because they've now named Kevin Hogan as the starting quarterback. Uh, I believe this is Hugh Jackson. I'm reading now from Cleveland.com. Says I've made the decision to start Kevin this week. We've liked the, what Kevin has been able to do within our offense, and he's been in there, and he will start on Sunday because that's what we feel is best for our team at this point in time. Now I'm going to stop right here, and I'm going to go back to the preseason when they won four. Was it they won four and zero? I think it was right. And I said, I think that that equates regular season wins to one and three, not three and one. But I felt like there was movement and we were getting better. I felt like Kaiser didn't look like the moment was too big for him. Now he's regressed five weeks into the season. He's regressed. And, but I said, people were all over me because I was like, Vegas has him at four and a half wins. I think the half game makes it a sucker bet. I like the under on four and a half. Give me four wins and I'll bet it. Right. And. People were all on me. Oh, they're going to win six. Oh, they're going to win seven. Oh, you're an idiot. They're going to. They're, they're eight and eight. They're so good. They're so talented up and down this roster. And I was like, no, they're not. No, they aren't. Right? And I said, if you want a successful Brown season, what is it? Give me Kaiser all year, upright, doesn't get hurt, and he's a solidified starter all year. That failed. I said, give me Isaiah Crowell at 1,000 yards rushing this year because the offensive line is second best in the NFL. I said, well, then good. Then if they're the second best offensive line in the NFL, they'll give you a thousand yard rusher easy in today's NFL. Bust. Not even close. They're not even going to get close. And I said, you win the four games. They're not even going to get close. No. So the three things I thought that they needed, which were very low bars for a successful season, they can't even get over that. This team is a mess. I wanted to be optimistic this year. I did. and But I told people by week five, week six, I'm going to be sitting in here saying I told you so, and here we are. I told you so. Um, essentially what you're seeing right now is um, a dumpster fire. Well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what is really proven to me today by the starting, or the announcement of the starting of Kevin Hogan, number one, the Deshaun Kaiser era is over. There's no way you come back from this. I know in the statement, Hugh Jackson says, 
Well, I'm still thinking that Deshaun Kaiser can be the quarterback of the future. This doesn't mean that he's not in our plans moving forward. But, like, yeah, it does. I mean, yes, it does. Because what are you telling Kevin Hogan? Like, dude, you're not our quarterback of the future? Why is he going out there and busting his ass? Why is he going out there caring about this game if he doesn't have the opportunity to keep this job? So, like, the Deshaun Kaiser experiment, it's, it's, it's failed. It's done. How do you go back as as that guy without your confidence absolutely broken? And the dude has to despise the Cleveland Browns right now, the entire organization. Like, you MFers draft me. You put me in this starting role, and then when I get when I get gangbanged by the defensive line, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna pull me out and put the blame on me. Now that I would have watched, right? And I mean, so like <laughs> now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, Deshaun Kaiser, I'm sure hates the organization. Probably already did. I mean, how far down this this path do you have to go before you start despising it? And this is. We are three weeks out from Hugh Jackson. Being you're making fired. good points. We're three weeks out from him being fired. You're making good points about Kaiser, and he, 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 you're right. Personalities would probably make you want to hate the Browns, but I'll remind Deshaun Kaiser, dude. Nobody else in the league thought you could play. Nobody. Every other analyst said he's the worst of the quarterbacks coming out this year. He um, has a high ceiling, but the lowest floor. He would have he, he would have gotten grabbed somewhere though. Oh, maybe he would have been fourth, picked up. Maybe yeah, he I mean, in the played, fourth round. He and, played quarterback you know. at Notre Dame. Somebody was going to take a shot. Right. And, Somebody and, was going to take and, a shot. And, and in that situation where he gets picked in the fifth round by the Seattle Seahawks, well, then he's got two years to develop and maybe turn his career into I, something. Dude, I've been saying for a while now. If I was a quarterback playing college football, the last thing I would want is to be picked top five. Oh, That's the last God. thing. I, why would you want it? I'd be, dude, take me in the second round. I'll make less money. But if I'm good, I'll make it on my second contract, and I probably end up in a franchise that's not a complete disaster zone and why like i see people this morning saying oh it's gonna be fine because we're gonna get sam darnold no you are not sam darnold is not coming here i said this yesterday there's a guy i like listening to his name's colin coward we actually carry him on fox sports 1350 i like him and dan patrick both right munch too don't forget about him munch on sports weekdays (laughs) at three fox sports 1350 everywhere iHeartRadio. Colin Coward openly admits he has a relationship with Sam Darnold's parents. And then 90 seconds later on his show says, if you're Sam Darnold and you're coming out and Cleveland's what's waiting for you, why wouldn't you just stay at USC? Basically telling you, I have a relationship with his family. They're leaning on me for my advice on what their kids should do. And if it's Cleveland, I'm going to steer him away from the Cleveland Browns. You are not getting Sam Darnold. It's not happening. You might get Josh Rosen. The thing I'll say about that is that, like, you can't stay in college forever, bro. You're eventually yeah, going to have to come out. But like, Sam Darnold's going to be the most he's going to be the most wanted quarterback either next year or the year after whenever he decides to come out. And what you might see is you might see a John Elway situation of, "No, I'm not playing there. No, I'm not doing it." And honestly, I can't blame you. No, couldn't blame Sam, anybody. Sam, Josh, any of you kids, do whatever you do. Stay at UCLA forever, Josh Rosen. I wouldn't come here either. In we le- are the quarterback ruiners. And unless unless Kevin Hogan, the Hulkster, comes out and wins these next three games, I don't see how Hugh Jackson keeps his job. He's making this move because he knows he has to win because if he does he's not in win, win mode. because if he does not win, he's going to lose his job when it goes into the bye week. And unless Kevin Hogan comes out and lights this lights this town on fire, he's a winner. I don't know. I don't know how Hugh Jackson keeps his job through this season. I don't. I don't think it happens. I don't think he does either. I've been a Hugh guy. I've been a Hugh guy. I want to remain a Hugh guy, but he's absolutely showing us absolutely nothing this year. I mean, nothing. And so, like, I'm gonna have to start backpedal. And by the way, 
I, dude, I said I was all right with them not taking Carson Wentz because I was like, well, why pay a quarterback $25 million if you don't have the roster? And Philadelphia definitely has a better roster than the Cleveland Browns. People tell me that they don't. You're wrong. They absolutely do. But Carson Wentz is the best of the, what's happened in the last two years, and he was right there for you, and you missed it. I'm allowed to whiff the pick. I'm, I do mornings at Rock 106.9, rock, not even a sports station, a rock station. I'm allowed to whiff on the pick. You're the GM. You're not allowed to whiff on picks, bro. That's your job. Worth noting, uh, Kevin Hogan is the 28th starting quarterback since they returned in 1999. 28th. Hashtag the roadie. Never happening, bro. They're a mess. They're a mess, dude. An absolute mess. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Terry Crews is now speaking up about sexual harassment in in Hollywood. That whole Harvey Weinstein case has him speaking up about something that happened to him. It's amazing. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 1069. And welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 1069, 930. We'll pass out those Vince Neal tickets. Uh, do have a programming note. We kind of screwed up here. We said the Indians game is at 7. It's not. It's at nope. 8 o'clock this evening. Sorry about that. We apologize on that. And I'm reading this tweet from Tony Grossi. Win loss records of the last five Brown starting quarterbacks Deshaun Kaiser, 0 and 5. Cody Kessler, 0 and 8. Josh McCown, 1 and 9. Robert Griffin, 1 and 4. Johnny Manziel, two and six. Well, guess that goes to show you, Sansbury. Maybe you were wrong about Mr. Manziel. No, I wasn't. No, Jonathan Football. No, no Jonathan Football <laughs> is a, a dude. He. I said it early. I was the first one on the first one in the country that was on the Johnny Manziel has a drug and alcohol problem. I was the first one in the country on that. It's because I worked so closely with an addict, I can spot that a mile away. I can spot the behavior a mile away because it negatively affected my life for longer than I care to admit. And so, like, you can spot it then. Like, when it happens to you and it affects your business, you can you can you look for it. They they have to pull off this win, dude. If they don't, I mean, Hugh Jackson's like ass is literally on the line here. There's no doubt in my mind. I don't think a win a- saves him. You do? Oh, I think that it, it at least gives him a buffer zone. I mean, like if he can win two out of the next three before they go into the bye week, that at least gives him a buffer zone. You think? Oh, to to Haslam, yeah. Because listen, the last thing anybody wants is to restart the process. I don't think it's a good idea. I think you have to you have to give it time. And granted, we've given it a season and a half at this point. Um, but when you're starting that bad, you have to know it's going to hurt. This is year three, right? Of you? No, I think year two. Okay, year two. So it, 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 it all right. Yeah, I mean, it's normally three years before you turn something around but, in pro sports. But how? I mean, how many opportunities are you willing to give somebody who is not yeah, you giving you results? Well, no, yeah, you're you're right there in the sense that normally you start to see a little bit of progress by year by two. Year two, you, you do. By midway through year two, it's like, all right, you're not a mess anymore. And then year three, it's like, oh look, they're ripping off a couple of wins in a row there. I now some of the things are not Hughes' fault. And I, like, I don't, much like I said when I went to the Browns game, I was, I went to the Cincinnati game, and I was sitting there with my buddy, and I said, dude, the problem with this is I can't tell if Kaiser's good or not, because everybody around him such a such a joke that it's like, 
ball that ball should have been caught and that ball should have been caught and this so it's like now for Hugh I feel the same way where it's like well if he's not picking the groceries then can I blame him when the meal doesn't taste good um I guess really what this boils down to for me is like well somewhere along the line Somebody's got to be accountable, right? Because I think it's well, Sashi Brown. It's it's never gets it's well. It's not it's not Deshaun Kaiser. It's not Hugh Jackson. But uh, if it's Sashi Brown, if it's Sashi Brown, I, I think everyone agreed coming into this season that the team this year could beat the team last year. Now we haven't seen that yet, but I think everyone agreed that on paper the team looked better this year than they did the previous year. So like. I don't know. Is it on Sashi Brown or is it just on this organization as a whole? Because it's been ownership changes. It's been GM changes. It's been head coach changes. It's been quarterback changes. Oh, we need this. We need another player. We need another draft pick. We need this. And God, dude, they just can't get it done. You either just can't do it. You can either evaluate talent or you can't. And they're starting to really look at the fact that it's like it's starting to become obvious. Like maybe you can't evaluate talent. Well, but that being said, I mean Miles Garrett, dude. The country told you to take Miles Garrett. That was like everybody kind of, not everybody, but most people felt like that's a home run pick. We're, we're looking at this from the since 1999 perspective, and I can't put all those those ills on pa- of past regimes on Sashi Brown. I mean, I just. I, I, I don't know what this answer is, dude. I don't. I, I, I wish I did. Twitter telling me the defense has shown progress, and it's shown more progress than the offense. I'm not sure it's shown real progress or if it just looks that much better than what you see on the offensive side of the ball. I think right. that's m- more likely in this scenario. But again, if the defense has shown progress, remember, I was the guy that starting the season, I said people were going to ask, when is Greg Williams going to take over this team? Stand your date up to up next to an ugly chick, and you're like, damn, dude, my girlfriend just got hotter. Exactly. Stand her next to Jaden James, and you're like, damn, dude, my girlfriend's not that hot. So See, why you gotta do that? I got a date tonight, <laughs> and like, I'm gonna be sitting there thinking, like, dude, I want to bang this chick, but she's not Jaden James, and Phantom said I shouldn't do it. So, so of course, the Browns' defense is going to look considerably better, because it's the only thing out on the field that's even close to a functional football unit. I mean, the special teams this year are an absolute joke. The offense is anemic at best. I mean, well, then, yeah, like, alright, well, the slightly below average defense look pretty good. You know, I, I hear a lot of like, you know, Scott from Waiting for Next Year is r- really big into this. Well, they're not giving up on him. Well, how can you tell? <laughs> I mean, how can I mean, how can you tell? They're, dude, all they do is lose. I, I, I think Scott's giving up on the Browns, though, and he's tweeting right now about stuff. And I feel like you're starting to see, and maybe this is, you know, as you as, as you get older, maybe as you mature, but you're starting to see guys, even our buddy Dustin, who are dyed in the wool, orange and brown, till the day that they die. You're starting to see people jump Every off. Monday, Dustin jumps right back on the bandwagon. Sunday afternoon, he, dude, he can't take it. It's like, it's over. You guys are right. They suck. And then on Monday morning, he's always oh, tweeting at me, dude, why are you so negative? They're going to be fine. And it's like, I don't think they are going to be fine. I mean, don't get me wrong. The NFL has bigger issues than the Cleveland Browns, but at least from the Northeast Ohio perspective. If they didn't have the anthem protest, no, they don't. At least from the Northeast Ohio perspective, I can't be surprised that games aren't selling out. I can't be surprised that people aren't watching on TV because it's awful. I've said awful. I've said a, a bunch of times, too, that. I can't believe the NFL hasn't intervened on some level. Like, I know you don't really want them to do it because you don't really want the puppet master pulling the strings, but we're an original. Like, if we were good, we would be revered like the Packers. Even when the Packers go through seasons, now it's been a little while now because Aaron Rodgers is pretty goddamn good, but even when they're kind of like not great, just kind of ho-hum, 
they're still a team that's respected around the league because they're the Packers and they have the history. Like that's who we should. That's who the Cleveland Browns should be. But they're a mess. You would have to put forth fifteen consecutive seasons Years. of of, yeah. of relevancy before. The oh, Browns, it's over now. Right. I mean, Dream this, soul now. At, at this point, the Browns could go out and win ten games next year, which they cannot do. But if they were to hypothetically do that, people still look at them as an anomaly of like, dude, you're the worst. They franchise can't put the same quarterback sports. out there for ten games. The, the worst franchise in all of sports. And wasn't I mean that was my mantra at the beginning of the season. You don't go from using six quarterbacks one year to winning six games the next. And, you and, don't. And, and to think that and this really does is this is against Hugh Jackson to think that you can start I mean start, we had clipboard Jesus out that you could start a rookie and then move off of him and then think that oh yeah down the road we're going to be able to move back to Deshaun Kaiser again dude you're 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 high like what are you talking about my problem with firing Hugh is i get that the NFL fires Hugh today like i get that the NFL just doesn't have the patience for coaches like it used to once upon a time but my problem with firing Hugh now is is then what are you going to get like I said this morning about people who want to replace Francona. Fine. Tell me what the plan is. Like, what's the plan? Because all the plan's going to be is you're going to rush a guy out of college who shouldn't have an NFL job. Right. He's going to take this as his first NFL job. He's not going to have the support of the ownership or management because it's his first year. And that's why they want a first-year coach is so they can mow over him and do what they want with their analytics and all this stuff. Because a good coach is going to tell you, no, I evaluate talent because it's about men. It's about dudes pushing people around. It's not just going to be about numbers on pages. It's not. It's is it part of it? Absolutely. Do you have to look at analytics? Yes, I believe you do, especially in today's day and age of football. But it's also about hearts and things that you can't judge on a piece of paper. And a good coach is going to look at ownership and be like, no, you guys are a mess. You fire coaches every 90 days. You don't know what you're doing. You want you picked a baseball guy to help you evaluate talent. Like, this is a me- on paper, it's a mess. Remember, like, I think it was yesterday. People were like, no, dude, you know, you know, Peyton Manning's going to come and he's going to be the GM of the Cleveland Browns. He's totally going to Why would he job. want this job? Why would anybody want that job? Why? He's got ties to Tennessee, and they have a young quarterback who's hurt, yes, right now, Marcus Mariota, but he looks better than anything the Browns have had since 1999. Oh, by the way, they could have had him, too. I think it's more likely that Peyton Manning comes in place for the Canton Charge than general managing the Cleveland Browns. What on earth would you, this, what would you do that This job ownership, for? by the way, and some of these choices I was okay with when they were made, but this ownership has passed on Derek Carr four different times in that draft. Right? Passed on Derek Carr. They passed on Carson Wentz. They passed on Deshaun Watson. I mean, they've passed on guys God. who are now starting to look like home runs. If you put they the, passed on Marcus Mariota. If you put together the all passed on Cleveland Browns team. Quarterback list? Good God, dude. Oh, dude. Good God. Like, dude, Derek Carr, if he can stay healthy, which, again, he's hurt right now. But if that kid can stay healthy, he might be a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't know that he is for sure, but he might be. Now, Deshaun Watson... Did, I mean, dude, he inherited Houston, and that roster's loaded. He's got Bill O'Brien, an offensive coach. He's got a lot of stuff there that, that benefit Deshaun Watson. Not sure Deshaun looks that much better in a Cleveland Browns jersey than what we have now. Joe Montana doesn't look better in a Cleveland Browns jersey, bro. I, nobody. Nobody. But they should. you got a running back and an offensive line. What I mean, what? It, that's football. Set up the pass with the run, especially in the AFC North. We have the line. We have a, We have two running backs. We're lost in leadership positions on this team. All the way up and down. And I think it starts all the way at the top. I absolutely do. 
I was excited when it was Haslam because I was like, ah, he's got ties to the Pittsburgh organization. He comes from a winner. He, he's going to instill this here. And no, he's not. And I don't believe in curses because I'm not five years old. But honestly, this organization Something. can almost get me there. They Something. can almost get me there. Something. Because it's just like a black cloud over... Oh my god, it's just awful. I love them though, dude. Honestly, I feel like I'm more inclined to watch. I can't wait until something terrible happens out there and I'm gonna be laughing on Sunday afternoon, dude. It's gonna be interesting. I feel I almost feel bad for Kevin Hogan. I almost feel bad for Kevin Hogan. But We'll see if he can pull us out of the tailspin. Terry Crews has been sexually assaulted while on the job in Hollywood, uh, uh, along with some women, he claims. This was not Harvey Weinstein, but, a, but another powerful Hollywood person, he claims, won't name them. I find that interesting. We'll get into that story next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, Rock 6.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're going to give you these Vince Neil tickets here momentarily. He's playing the Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park there. He'll be up there in January. You will be too. Momentarily, we'll pass those tickets out. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need on those. We also have a report from Adam Schefter clarifying the words of Roger Goodell and the NFL about the anthem protest. So if you were all excited about... Roger Goodell saying players should stand, you might want to hold off because it looks like you're still getting some protesting on Sunday. We'll clarify all that for you at the end of the program. Now, however, there's been a story that's been happening surrounding Hollywood, and I've stayed away from it. And the reason why is not because I'm a liberal that won't expose my own liberal biases and like they when a liberal gets in trouble, you won't talk about it. That's not why. I just don't believe most people knew who Harvey Weinstein was. I did because I was a Miramax fan very early on in their career because they were putting out independent movies when I was young enough to care about independent movies. So I kind of knew about the Weinstein brothers a little bit. And I was like I, I was a movie buff for a while. Yeah, I was gonna say outside of people who care about things like the director and the producers and stuff like that. I I'm think, not sure people cared about who Harvey Weinstein was. Yeah, John Q. Public really doesn't care. If you're not an actor on the camera, then like, well, I don't know who you are. And this, there is a double standard definitely when covering when, you know, out liberals do something awful and people, you know, people can take issue with Hillary Clinton taking five days to respond. To, you know what I mean? I, I'm fine with you having that opinion. You know, people are blasting Barack Obama for not saying anything about it. It's like, dude, that guy did eight years worth of service. If he wants to win sale with his wife, I'm totally fine with it. I don't care. I don't necessarily need Barack Obama's opinion on Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily need that. Fair. All right. I mean, right. I, I expect him to to, to to say things about things, but like if he doesn't, I'm not like, see, well, like I'm, I just I don't care. And not commenting on something doesn't necessarily mean that like you're okay with it. I mean, has anybody asked you the question? Like every time something happens, is Barack Obama supposed to come out and be like, hey, here's my opinion on this? Hey, <laughs> right. here's my opinion on this? It, it's did, so funny. Most of the time when he says anything about anything, you're done being president. <laughs> Shut up! And then he doesn't say something, and now you want to attack him for not saying stuff. So you got to pick a lane. Would you want people to talk, or do you want them not to talk? I'm mostly for people opening up their voice and saying some stuff. Right. So now we have an actor that I think people do know about. And his name's Terry Crews. And I find this to be interesting because Elijah Wood's been talking about this forever. He's been talking about like how there's like a ring of pedophiles running Hollywood and they just pass child actors around and everybody shut them up. Everybody for, for a lifetime shut them up and like, Shh, don't say that. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean. I read the article, so I don't know if it was necessarily like stifled, but like it never caught traction. Nobody ever cared. Oh, he's openly talked about a yeah, couple of times how people have like won out of their way to shut him up and, and things like that. You know what I mean? And so 
Terry Crews, who's in Brooklyn Nine-Nine now, which is a Fox a sitcom. I don't watch it. People say it's funny. I've never really seen it. I'm not an Andy Samberg fan. He, uh, he's he been in a ton of different things, and he's always the giant black man in movies. Like That's who he is. That's he what was, his role well, is. He was the president in... Idiocracy, yeah, right? Yeah, he was Hector Macho Camacho, Mountain Dew, Hector Mountain Dew Macho Camacho. Yeah, yeah, and they, 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 something had electrolytes in like, the water. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's the pride of Flint, Michigan. By the way, dude, big, uh, big, uh, big Flint guy, right there. Oh, dude, talking about water, electrolytes there, something. <laughs> talking about water. water. So Terry Crews claims that as women were sexually, you know, molested or harassed or whatever it is, uh, there's multiple claims. Rape is is, is on the list. It's all three up and right. down the list. Harvey uh, apparently, dude, like the accusations are not great. So Terry Crews says that he was sexually harassed in the workplace in Hollywood by a man. He says, this whole thing with Harvey Weinstein is giving me PTSD because this kind of thing happened to me once. My wife, This was all over Twitter. It's multiple tweets. He says, my wife and I were at a Hollywood function. This is last year at a high-level Hollywood executive. Came over to me and groped my privates. Jumping back, I said, what are you Jeez. doing? My wife was standing right there, saw everything, and we looked at him like he was crazy. He just grinned like a jerk. I was going to kick his ass right then, but I thought twice about it because of how this would appear. 240-pound black man stomps out Hollywood honcho and that would have been the headline oh yeah for sure he's absolutely terry cruz is absolutely right about that he says i probably would have been able to um i probably wouldn't have been able to read it because i would have been in jail so we left and he's like that night and the next day i talked to everyone i knew and worked with about what happened he called me the next day with an apology but never really explained why he did what he did well he had too many cocktails thought you were attractive thought that that was the right thing to do and groped him now i don't know if harvey weinstein did what he did with these women but i will tell you that i'm not shocked to find out that a man with a position of power over women will use it inappropriately with sex i just i'm 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 never going to be shocked by that i mean in the sense of like well i don't know yeah i don't necessarily know a lot of things that he did it but but it could I believe do it? I believe it? Do I think he did? Yes, yes 100%. Have I, there, I mean, dude, the casting couch term didn't come out of nowhere. No, 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 <laughs> You know no, what no, I mean? No, like, it didn't, it didn't just come out of and, nowhere. And, and you're right. I mean, like, when you put men in position of power, they're going to gravitate toward their vice. And for most men, the ultimate vice is women. And- I'll give you a little bit of personal history here with me, right? Not that I've been inappropriate, but... Man, I don't know if I should admit this about myself in 2017 or not. But in the past, when I was hiring interns for the program, did I hire interns that were more attractive sometimes? Yes. Because of the way it would look in photos, the way it would look when, you know, in, in things that would think. What, did I absolutely do that? Absolutely. Now, so I used my position of power probably inappropriately. Yeah, but is, uh, is that. Is that is, just smart that, business that, or inappropriate? That, that, I don't know. Is that inappropriate? Yes, but not in the sense of. I mean, like, I didn't grope anybody. It's unfair, right? I, I would say more unfair than inappropriate. Okay, yeah. Like, I was never sexually inappropriate with any of my interns or anything like that. As a matter of fact, I missed a wide open opportunity with one of them that I honestly, to this day, I kind of regret. But, like, I, I just I, I always well, felt like, dude, I'm not doing having, this because they work underneath me and ha- that's not right. Having sex with your subordinates at work, not a good thing, but that's not necessarily sexual not harassment. That's not nex- necessarily molesting. Station. That's not any of those things. You know, if I find out that, that some radio host is banging out one of the interns, so I look at him a little bit like, dude, come on, you're putting your career on the line for this. But it's not the same thing as non-consensual touching of somebody. Right. 
I'm being told Obama didn't make a statement on uh, the Harvey Weinstein thing. I know he did, but it was only after five days when people claimed, like, look, he's not saying anything. Look, he's not saying anything. He did kind of have to be, him and Hillary both had to be dragged into making a statement. They did. That is true. As a left-leaning person, that is 100% totally true. Now, people are going to be like, well, you know, Harvey Weinstein, a big donor to the Democratic Party. Like, yeah, sure, that's an issue. And like, yes, politicians who have taken money from him or have, you know, relationships with him, yes, you should totally disavow the money and, 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 and donate that money to but like let's not act like like sexual assault or sex, being a sexual predator is exclusive to one side of the aisle or another it I, is sold to us that way though it is sold to us that way it's also sold to us that it's a solely a woman's issue so it's interesting to hear terry cruz speak out about this i'm not going to tell any victim how to handle their own situation but i would have preferred terry cruz give us the name on this i i, I would have preferred that um I think now, if there's ever a time to start doing it, this is probably it. The Weinstein thing's probably it. Um, but I believe this stuff happens in Hollywood for sure. I do. I, I especially I believed Elijah Wood too, having been the victim of child abuse. Like, believe me, I just know it's out there, and there's no way a group of people that big. I mean, dude, Hollywood's. Con- I mean, it's hundreds of thousands. I mean, dude, thousands of people. That's, and that's the thing is, you there's put- going to be pedophiles in that ring, and there's going to be people on both sides. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. No matter what. Group we're talking about, whether you're a Hollywood celebrity, whether you're a gas station attendant, whether you're leaning right, leaning left, whatever you, whatever walk, whatever race you are, there are going to be predators within that group, and it's not exclusive to one side or the other. And if 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 it's being presented as such, it's being presented wrongly. Like, of course, there's going to be people who are who are who are right. monsters on, on on both sides. Yeah, I absolutely believe this. I um. And I believe why he didn't say anything about it. Because, again, you know how the media would have portrayed it? Oh, God, Terry Crews. Yeah, it must be tough being a good-looking man, getting right. getting hit on. Right. Like, uh, dude, people don't believe men the way they believe women. And like, men are considered to be soft or sissies if they report issues of sexual harassment. But I have definitely been made, not necessarily, I won't go so far as to call it sexual harassment because I don't want to water down what it's like for women in the workplace to go through something like that. But I have definitely worked with women in radio who definitely made it abundantly clear that they wanted to have sex with me. And there were times where it was awkward where I was like, man, I really wish I wasn't in this meeting right now. I really wish I didn't have to have this conversation right now. I never felt like threatened physically or anything like that. So like I said, I don't want to water down what happens to women pretty much on a daily basis in workplaces, which is awful. Like, so I, I, I you know what I mean? I don't want to water that down, but I've definitely been in that case, but, and, and did feel like, well, if I complain about this, people are going to call me a puss. Like, I can't do that. Like I can't, you know what I mean? There is, and that maybe does need to change a little bit. I believe Elijah Wood. I believe some of these women, you know, accusing Harvey Weinstein seen of this and i believe terry cruz this stuff totally 100 percent. i do believe does happen adam schefter is walking back some of the comments the nfl put out in that letter saying players and again this is the word you need to focus on should stand we're going to give you the clarification next on rock 1069 welcome back to the Sandsbury show rock 1069 uh before the break we were talking about terry cruz being sexually assaulted and harvey weinstein that whole thing and you know this guy's bringing up, Dwayne's bringing up a point that I had in my head last night, which is, you know, I think it's strange that we got to remove a a movie company mogul, and yet we have the grab him by the vagina guy in the White House. Like, that seems very strange to me that America, like, pretends to care about this stuff when they choose to and when they don't. It is. It's a complete double standard. 
Um, I do think that partially there were people in this country that did not believe Donald Trump in those tapes and that felt like he was just fake bragging and looking to, you know, give locker room talk to somebody and never really did any of those things. Just what thought it was what was going to be perceived as cool, which, again, if you want to draw an issue with that decision making of thinking that is cool to say something like that and be president, totally fair. But I think there were people who didn't believe it. And I think people believe that Harvey Weinstein did this. And I think that that's what makes it different. Also, social media, I say it all the time. It has people out there pretending to be something that they're not. And so they want to pretend like I really care about this Harvey Weinstein thing, which a lot of them do not. But they're going to sound off that they do. And action needs to be taken so confidence can be restored. Now, all I hear is like, oh, well, you know, the NFL has got to be the thing that unifies us. You know, how we treat the flag. I'd like to think that being against sexual assault in all cases is enough to unify us. But maybe I'm wrong. Nothing is. Maybe I'm wrong. Nothing is. All right. Music, maybe. Now, did you hear about Eminem? (laughs) That's not Eminem. It's just a guy who looks like him. All right. Sorry. Speaking of the NFL, earlier this morning on the show, we reported that the NFL sent out a letter to teams saying, look, we think you should stand. And I kind of took that as, oh, God, the NFL is going to like end this protest. And Adam Schefter now is coming out and saying, whoa, everybody's got to slow down. There's still meetings coming next week. Fantone has uh, Adam Schefter's quotes here. Um, I believe you N- do. No, I'm is, sorry. Yes, no, sorry. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's an NFL statement. This is coming from the NFL. He's just giving the NFL statements out. Okay. Correct. Commentary this morning about the commissioner's position on the anthem is not accurate. As we said yesterday, there will be discussion of these issues at the owners' meeting next week. The NFL is doing the hard work of trying to move from protest to progress, working on bringing people together. Commissioner Goodell spent yesterday with Miami Dolphins players, law enforcement, and community leaders witnessing firsthand the outstanding work that our players and clubs are doing to strengthen their community. Translation, guys are going to be kneeling on Sunday. Players from around the league will be in New York next week to meet with owners to continue our work together. This is so, this, it, it, this it's point, a mess. At this point, dude, the NFL, dude, you guys really, really effed up. Yeah, they, they did. The, 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 the do the do the players have a point in what they're trying to initially have brought across to the table of hey we need to discuss pr- police brutality yes we need to discuss community relations we need to discuss racial injustices yes those are all very valid things does the NFL owners group have a point of yo those are fine but we need to protect our brand we need to make money we need to do all those things otherwise we're yes. all unemployed yes right those are those are two real and valid thoughts right there how in the offseason did this not turn into guys we're putting a new rule into place where you have to stand for the nfl or you have to stand for the national anthem but 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 you can't do it now we are putting forth an initiative to work on a countrywide a citywide and a local level of how we are going to improve these community relations we're, we're both- i just I, I i get it that's the nice thing to do. Why is it the NFL's job to do it? Because it, they want they want to succeed. It, it's, whether it's their job or not, if you want if you want your players to be happy, if you want your employees to be satisfied, and you want them to 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 to, to not protest and to not bring your business, you down, know what I want? I want everybody. Ba- I want everybody back in the tunnel during the anthem. That's what I want. I, I want the NFL to have to give back the money to the military. I want everybody in the locker room during the anthem. Either that or end the anthem, flip the coin, play the goddamn game. I'm enough of everything because it's just a mishmash mess. The players screwed this up from the beginning. The NFL has screwed this up in their responses. The, dude, the players had the police killing Trayvon Martin in their letter to the league, which did not happen. They are disorganized, too. The NFL has bumbled their response. The whole thing's a mess and embarrassing. It just like I can't believe the most popular sport in this country for the last thirty years can't get their act together. It's honestly, it's saddening. Like Jesus, guys, like get your ish together, figure it out.
Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Missed anything for the day? Podcast it shortly after 10 a.m. at WRQK.com. We'll see you guys tomorrow. See you. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Hey, guys. It's Stansberry here.